otra vez. Suena el bombo, ando tumbado, que el ritmo lo pongo yo. Pops and Rocks and Rocks and What's going on everybody? This is Steve from the Pops and the Rican Show. Uh, Pops, again, is uh, he's big time so he couldn't make it to this show. But this one is exclusive and very special to me. Uh, so I want to introduce to you my guy who's been with me since day one, my boy Brent Stackhouse. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Glad to be here. Welcome to the show. Um, bro, here we are in the club. <laughs> what? I wanted I wanted to record I wanted to record it in here because this is this right here, bro, is the core right here. This right here is when the, where it all started. So I just wanted to to really let that sink in because it hasn't really hit until I saw you perform last night on the stage and I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, dude. I, driving down here, I was. <laughs> I was like, yo, I am about to perform in my boys club. Like, I'm about to headline in my boys club. So, uh, thinking about the journey, man, that it took to get here, you know, um, the ups, the downs, the believing, the not believing, the, the, the I quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to know you can't quit. <laughs> um, and then Man. to see this here with people in the room last night mm -hmm. uh, supporting your vision, dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so me and this dude, <laughs> we go way back. Like, before there was comedy clubs yeah, and yeah. all of that in the pictures, we were just sitting around tables in groups making people laugh right and um i mean i don't want to jump too far ahead no, but no, you know right in. then <laughs> it went from there to us hosting galas right. fashion shows right. like just two just young cats you know people laugh. just you know we had this synergy and so um I know we're going to talk about the evolution yeah, yeah, of all yeah. of that, but I just think back, man, when we didn't even know we could be stand-ups. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and now... It didn't even... Right. We didn't... That was like the... I don't know if it, I don't want to say the last resort. It just seemed like it just merged that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for, for me, I was really more interested in acting. I, I love doing comedic acting, but... I really wasn't Sketch. interested in, you know, yeah. necessarily doing stand-up. Yeah. I love making people laugh. Yeah. I knew I was funny. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, just <laughs> thinking of how it all transpired, it's just like, wow. Right. We're here. Here we are, right. In right. your club. Right. Right. <laughs> Dude. Man. Talking about it, 
just dreaming about it, just saying, dude, I woke I remember when I first got the vision of, of what Gutties was about, and I was like, dude, I woke up at like two in the morning, dropped everything, was like, bro, I'm, you know, this, this, I mean, In true this. Steve fashion. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. This dude gets something in his head. He is going to have it all laid out, just. <laughs> bro, and to see it actually happening was just like, at first, didn't even, it didn't even, know. like even opening night was like, it was surreal. It was like, if we're actually doing this, it's like we're here. But it still didn't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you and Brian Johnson know, like y'all know, y'all like the core of it all. And I was, and I was sitting back going, here we are, here, here's here's a spot, and I'm like, Dennis, man, we, and Dennis too, I mean, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong, Pops has been in the game since, since, my, was it, CCA? Did Dude, that. I remember when I, I met him, first. like, yeah, yeah. back in the day, you were like, hey, I gotta introduce you to my guy, yeah. and, um, cool dude, so I'm, I'm glad to be sitting in Pop's chair. I am not Pop's, I am not even in Pop's age bracket. Um, but uh, just know that we love you, Pop's. Uh, but, but a good dude, man, like, to think about all the time he's been in it, all the wisdom and game that he's been able to speak. Man. I mean, spit. Uh, bro, bro, bro. And just kind of help and shape and mold this thing and just even just be that little push, you know what I'm saying? He, like, just be that is, little push. He is, a, okay, if anything, if I could if I could give a tip on starting your own, going after your dreams and all that stuff, I would say, number one, line yourself up with people who embrace what you're doing mm -hmm. and support what you're doing because he is always, he's that, he's that guy. He sees people that have greatness in them and he's always there to support. That mug will just, he wants to do anything he can yeah. so that you can fulfill your dreams. So he's always been there since since day one too. And it's like I said, surround yourself with people who believe in it because they're gonna tell you those days where you're like, I don't wanna do this, I'm done, I quit. This is dumb, you get in your head a lot and they're the ones that smack you in the back of the head and go, no, this is, what you, this is who you are, you need to walk it out. Keep pushing, don't give up. Surround yourself around people like that. And that's that's why this one here is is uh is special to me because you were that guy. Like there was times where I would just hit you up and say, I am done with this, I can't I can't go no more, I can't do this, I'm sick of 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 it failing, I'm sick of people da 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 just constant just you know diarrhea of the mouth. And just <laughs> negativity, just blah. And it was, it was always, it was always not, nah, man. No, nah, this, this is not you. No, yeah. You gotta keep pushing. You gotta keep pressing. You, you, you gotta. First of all, you can't share your dream with everybody. That's, that's just right off that the bat. And I, <clears throat> I know people, you know, people say it all the time. You hear like celebs on podcasts, interviews, or whatever. But sometimes what you don't even realize is there are some people that are really close to you that you cannot share certain things with at certain times. That's so true. Because of just the filter they see you through or the filter that they see life through, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, and it has nothing to do with 
them being a bad person, right, them right, not being right. supportive. Like, right. I mean, even sometimes, like your parents will think they're doing yeah. what's in your best interest, oh, you know? Yeah. That's true. Because it's their reality that they're processing this thing from. So true. So understanding, man, who can I share this with that's not just gonna be my yes man, but straight hold me accountable. Exactly. They're gonna believe with me exactly. and then hold me accountable, exactly. right? So that's one thing. And then um, the other thing is, like I just think about us and, and what pushed me with you is, I know who you are. Like, so mm. Mm. having shared the stage with you in many facets, like we, we had a rap group back in the day. <laughs> me, us, he boy, Evan G, boys in the wilderness, right. you know what I'm saying? We multi-talented. <laughs> You know, we were the triple threat before right. the triple threat right, was right. a thing. <laughs> um, Hollywood, y'all hear that? Come get I'm us. Come in. We're still available. We're still, We're still here. Available. We just check it out. For real. <laughs> um, but I, I say that to say, so I, I got to know this dude in a way other people didn't know him, right? So I saw what being on stage did for him. I, I, I saw what it did for him and to him. I saw how you seeing how you were impacting people's lives was pushing you mm. to be better. It was feeding who you were. Mm. And so <laughs> here's the problem with this guy. He's super talented. At, like there's nothing he can't do. And, and I, I tell you that like for real. And he, he's self-taught at most of it. Dude is a cold musician. This dude is a cold artist. Anything you put about in sports, you put him in a sport, he's going to just be good at it. And sometimes I can mess with your head mm. when you got this dream and you're pushing for it and things aren't working out because there's so many other things you right. can fall back on. Right. Well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, right. you know. I'm good at this, so you know maybe I should be going this way. And then you got those people that are not understanding the struggle that it takes to get what you want because mm -hmm. they've never they've never had to get this like this isn't a normal thing right. this is you know what i'm saying like right. when you start talking show business and performing and it's, it's a different grind right right and so people start looking like hey man you know um you better go over here to this company and get this gig and do this and do that you know you got to take care of your family you gotta Come on, and, and they don't they know what that. it takes to right. build right. this right right that's crazy dude. so you get people in your ear saying hey man maybe you should uh mm -hmm. yeah. and then you start second guessing you know so just having those people that are like but what they don't see is you're dying here mm -hmm. you're sitting in that chair making money dying <laughs> so true man that is so true, man. And you're not good to anybody. That is so true. Wow. I can't be the husband I need to be. I can't be the dad I need to be. Yeah. I, I, I can I fight through it, do the best I can, but I'm not in this whole place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, just getting people that know you on that level that could say, mm, and, and that's a real thing. Man. Dude. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is why you need to surround yourself with people who are real, that's gonna, they won't lie to you, they're gonna be real to you, and they're gonna tell you up front, man, you're being fake. Oh man, that's that's whack, no, that's dumb, don't do that. And you need that. You need that because it's gonna push you to the, to that next, to that next level of 
where you should be. And, and that, that is so key to, especially when you're pursuing your career, whether it's comedy, whether anything, um, anything that you feel like I feel called to be to, or uh, that's another thing too, talking about calling versus, you know, uh, <clears throat> what is that really, not too many people know that understanding of, okay, I'm called to do this, versus, well, I'm just doing it on the side, or it's just something that's fun to do. And that, in my opinion, separates those you watch when you're watching comedy, those who, who were called to be comedians versus those who are working and grinding and are successful, but you could tell there's this one little edge where you're like, man, what's the difference between this person and this person as far as comedy? And there's so much that we can argue about, so much that we can talk about. Um, you know, he's more of an observational comedian, or he's more this, more that. But there's still that one key factor that even I think um, the argument between people saying you can't teach versus you just have it. It's just you. I, you know, I liken it to almost kind of like the it factor. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you can have two people that it, you see it in singing a lot. Yeah. You see it in singing a lot. Mm -hmm. People have amazing voices, but someone can come on stage, have an amazing voice, and you're like, oh, they could sing. Oh, right. Right. oh right. Man, they, they're good. They're right. good. And someone else can come on stage, not even be as great a singer. Mm -hmm but there's a way that they move you, like there's something else about them that's so real, man. so genuine, man. that moves you to where you're like, yo, man, like I felt all of that. And it takes you, it's a completely different experience. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. so when you talk about that whole thing of uh, being <clears throat> called versus, you know, yeah. just doing it, and, and, I, and I'm not saying everybody, you know, right. That that's the, distinguishing factor yeah. but there is that that it factor helps you see that it's like man like yeah they're doing what they're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. right like me I, I so I work full-time job I tell jokes and I love to barbecue and I, 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 <laughs> I, I can throw, throw down don't I can throw down no I ain't tripping this like I can throw down I can you need to put my meat that. in your mouth and you just just gonna melt. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, I need to censor that. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Not like that. I met my rib tips. My rib tips and my chicken. Okay, my, my smoked meat. So we gonna bring smoked back. Meats. Yeah, about okay. Um, <laughs> wear that shirt at the church picnic. <laughs> okay. So um. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm good at it, right? Yeah. But I know it's not something that I'm called to do. See, I, I, I'm gifted at bro, it. That is, okay. but it's not something I'm called to do. So I, you know, I, I hustle. I sell rib dinners yeah. on the side. Yeah. You know, people are like, yeah. oh yeah, when you open in a restaurant, nah, that's that's not me. Mm. Like there's some dudes out there where like you see the love they put into their food and you like, yo, this dude, was he supposed to be a chef? Like, right. ain't, he like ain't, forget is. everything else. He, this dude is supposed to be a chef. Mm -hmm. And that exists in our world. It exists in our That's world, good, you know what man. I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I, it, it, like the world hasn't really experienced the talent of this dude, like I used to call oh, him like man. a Puerto Rican Jim Carrey. Like <laughs> he could do anything. He could do anything for real. Like 
he get on stage, characters, voices, just, and, and he would take a joke somewhere that you were like, yo, I did not see that coming. Like, <laughs> and, and that's why I loved working with him because he pushed me. Mm. Like, we would just push each other. We, we, would, we would plan something and then go out on stage and like elevate it to the next level and go backstage like, yo. We, we, we did. Right. We, we just, just, we just, <laughs> what? Right, right. You know? That just happened? Yeah. It did. It did. Let's yeah. do it again. Next show. Yeah. And, and crazy part was we, I mean, real talk, we would just talk. We wouldn't practice. Be, yeah, was, we'd be like, hey, unscripted. hey, we got, yeah. here, here's the idea. Yeah, right. Let's go out here friends, and right, do this. Right. And then let that mug just go where, and we just, we had that trust, dude. I yeah, like, right. I, there, I ain't gonna lie, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I missed that. Like, having, <laughs> just being able to be on stage, and it's like that tr trust to yeah. just say, yeah. wherever he it's goes, broke. I'm going with him. Where, you know, and man. There's nothing like that, man. It's like, it, there's, uh, it's like you, you know, if we, if we can liken it to uh, the Bulls, right? They, they each had their specific players, right? Mm -hmm. And you knew who's going to run their plays right and had that trust where Scotty's going to be here, Dennis is going to be there. I know the, the squad's going to be there. That confidence increases your comedy even more, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Because yeah. then you're not focusing on what's happening or who or, or what, what set we're on or what joke we're on. It really does give you a foresight on the whole for the mm -hmm. whole the whole thing. And I would say 100% I missed that big time because it's just like we would just get like they would just ask us, you know, we need you to do a show and it's just I we're on it. Boom, here's some premises, here's some ideas. Let's let's just go with that. And it would just work. It would just work. It just yeah. did. And we're not even just saying to say it. No, we, I, it it did and that was just great. It's just great to 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 experience that, man. When you get that first laugh, that first hit, there's something about there's something about when that roar comes in, and you're just like, oh man. Dude, if if we would have had social media when we start, like some of the oh, stuff bro, we did, some like of the stuff, yeah, bro. Yeah, I I, I probably wouldn't have to sell ribbons. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, we would I wouldn't, be, we'd have our spot. The world wouldn't know how set. good my barbecue was because, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm just, uh, I mean, it's just, <clears throat> now we're here, right? Yeah. And it is a different, it's a different thing that I'm no, that I'm experiencing to have to run a club, uh, to be a part of something like that. And then uh, to know that, okay, I can, at any time, I can go up there and just do what I know to do right. anyway. And that is, has been interesting for me. Because I'm understanding Green, I'm understanding Indiana because it is a total different oh, setup. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So learning how to be able to cross, you know, uh, uh, different states was something that I, I remember we did a, I think we did an interview with Mario Tori, and Mario was saying. Hey, I, I, uh, I, I perform with that dude at okay. 50 Comics Deep. That's where I met him. Okay, uh, he's Mario. a funny dude. He's a Where's funny that? dude. And then we in. just, we did a, I hosted a show that he was in uh year before last mm -hmm. at CLC. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, okay. he, good dude, man. Yeah. Funny, funny, funny cat. And uh, he is so, he's so down to earth too as far as like giving you uh, advice and just wanting to just make you better. He's always, you know, anyways, but we've been able to create a really good relationship. And I was talking with him because he had a really good point. He was like, get out of your city. Leave your city. Find out 
what they doing over there down in Indiana, what they doing over here. If you can go to those cities and find out what the what the attitude is there and, and what the atmosphere is there and what they what they like, what they don't like. Because then you can take what you learn in there and nine times out of ten when you go to another spot you might it, it'll like just unfold it and be able to fold it in into other so getting that experience is what I'm getting here because when I first showed up to Indiana you know and I was hitting the comedy scene it was just like okay this is a totally different vibe yeah big time and it's like it's, it's funny you say that man because like I went to New York and I just wanted to go to a club I wasn't on mm -hmm. stage and just you could even feel the difference there like and Chicago is a big market so mm -hmm. you know I, I've experienced right some things right but it's, it's just it's different mm -hmm. in different areas right and, and so you know performing out here I, I feel it I see it you know and it's so different. it's like how do you work these crowds in these different areas how do you stay relatable um, you right. know how do you tweak your jokes right to where it'll still hit here right you know right yeah. so it goes to Basically, what you know, what we what we like to do in the show is we like to talk about how did you, because I know a little bit of the, but I want them to know how did you get into comedy, <laughs> and how you know how how was that transition into that? So, as a kid, man, I was always the dude making everybody laugh. You right. know, what I'm saying right. around the table, right? Um, and my mom used to say, boy, you should, you should be a comedian. You should do stand-up comedy. And I was like, nah, mom, you know, I, I'm funny around the table. Right. I'm situationally funny. Right. I'm not stand-up comedy funny. Like, it's a whole different That's monster. It is. You know what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I never even thought it. Like I said, I, I was, I've always been into the arts. I've, I love acting. I've always, I would write. Um, I do plays, I directed plays, I um, just, that, that's what I've done. You know, I sing, I've written songs, it's just all of that. I've always been into the arts, uh, always would put my spin on things and, you know, mm -hmm. get the laugh out right, of them. Right, and, right. But it wasn't until we started, and it's funny, like, I met this dude and we were in that music phase, but like, we just sit at tables just making each other laugh. And you know, before he got there, I was having, I was man in the crowd and he came in and he was killing like, he's, you know, we sitting around the table, this dude is killing like, wait a second dude, like hold up, like, my shine, you still in my shine right now, bro. But you kind of funny, but, right, 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 right. but uh, I gotta get some jokes out here no, too. That was funny bro, but dang. Oh, <laughs> um, so. I, we we hooked up and started getting gigs to host all these mm -hmm. different functions, mm -hmm. right? And would tell some jokes here and there through that. Right. And so we were doing this fashion show. We had done it like, what, two, three years in yep. a row. Yep. Um, and this lady comes up to me at the fashion show and she's like, uh, hey, do you do stand-up comedy? I'm having a birthday party and I need a comedian and I'm paying 200 bucks. And I was like, I do stand-up comedy. I do jokes. I absolutely do. <laughs> um, I am your man. And so that's legit how I started doing stand-up. Right. Um, right. I, I did 45 minutes, the worst 45 minutes. Every I, they're, they're cracking up. 
I didn't know anything. I didn't know how you bad it was saying. until I actually started understanding. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, dude, that was horrible. Like, like literally that 45 minutes, pr probably from if a joke perspective, down, yep. was probably about a good seven. Seven. That's it, man. You take all these thoughts and you just grind oh, it down. And man, it's like, it was, I only it got was, two minutes. It was all brutal, bad. Brutal. It was all bad. But they loved it, right? right. So that, that got me started. And then you started E-Comedy Live. Uh -huh. um, wow, that so, was in the little room. Yes, yes. So we had this little room at our church. And yeah. that was the cool thing about our church was they were all about use your gifts. Like, right. whatever way you want to use them, man. use your gifts, right? And so... Um, well, real quick, shout out to Signed Up Church because they were the ones that really just pushed me and said, do it, do it. They yeah. gave me the opportunity and like, like I always do jump on that opportunity and it was, it was, yeah, it was the start of it all. So I, I did some stuff there and then we had a couple other shows. I think one of them was the one in Milwaukee when yep. that's when I met Dennis. Yep. Um, yeah, because or we Kenosha, did, yeah, yeah, because we did at that uh, school. Mike was there. Mike McClain. Yeah, we did. Uh, there was a girl too, a, a female, I think. Uh, Michelle Vanderson, I think. Okay, yeah. so yep. Um, so that kind of got me started, and then uh, at the time, man, I had a bunch going on. I was I was married. I had uh, I was youth pastoring. I would like I, I was working a full time job, so I was doing a bunch of stuff and. I still wasn't seeing myself mm. as a stand-up comedian. Right. Right? Yeah. So there was that piece, right? Yeah, I didn't got up here, told a couple jokes, made a little bit of cash, uh -huh. but I still wasn't believing that I was a stand-up comedian. I, I mean, at that time, I still didn't even know, like, yo, you probably should be going to open mics regularly right. to work right. out to material work out. and still you know because people are laughing at what i'm saying so i'm like all right i'm good you know hey yeah, I don't, I don't even, ah. let me skip that right and um not understanding like you gotta respect the art mm -hmm. like you gotta respect the art mm -hmm. so and, and i'll talk more about that yeah. in a minute yeah. um but from there i actually stopped doing comedy like stand up mm -hmm. for about six years mm. and then I remember calling this dude because um, then he had he was going to a different church I was doing some other things and and I said hey uh, we need to start this sketch group I like I got this idea he was like yo bro I've been thinking something similar let's do it so we started this thing called the BS show mm -hmm. Uh, put a crew together and we were writing our we were writing all the comments the yeah. sketches yeah. and performing uh, we had man we had a great crew we had a we had a blast um, <laughs> we even we even uh we were at the point where we got to comedy competitions in uh, oh yeah Chicago, Chicago. yep yeah, yeah. yeah. made it, yeah. Gorilla Tango Gorilla made it to Tango. the finals. Yeah. yeah made it to the finals. <laughs> um, that was crazy. Oh, that, yeah that, that was, was good stuff. Uh, so I mean we, we we had really good times there, but from that um, people were coming to the shows and again say, so, hey, you do stand up. We need a comedian for this. We need a comedian for that, and um, that got me back into doing stand up. But then I start going to open mics every week uh, and working on material and set, and it was like, oh man, I didn't realize yo like. I didn't even have a voice at that time. Like I didn't know who I was. Um, you know what I'm saying? And that's so, a, so that's I'm watching part, yeah. comedians 
and like, oh man, they're funny. Why was this funny? Mm -hmm. How did that work? You know what? And then, you know, early on, I found myself trying to, because I liked them, maybe I should deliver my stuff like this. And it's like, no, you got to find out who you are as a comedian, because there's that genuineness, that truth that has to emanate from you. Okay. In order for you to touch people. See, that right there is key. That is key for those, are, for those of you who are watching and riding here. They're like, okay, why is it that I can't really connect? What's going on? And it's because ma majority of the time when you're writing your material, you're not writing you. You're just writing words, right? And when you get up on stage, people can tell whether you're true and it's real or whether it's fabricated. And you're, the audience will, the audience will pick it up. So yeah. that's so true, man. If you're not being yourself and being real about it, you know, then it's just it's it's just a play on words, and, and you can you can really sense that. That's what it's what's going to separate you, especially on your comedy uh, comedic career, is that you can you can actually hear the person rather than just oh he's just up there saying jokes. And and it makes a huge difference because you don't even I mean. I hate to say it this way, but like you don't have to be the funniest dude. Mm. If you're just being real, there's people that are going to relate to you. They're going to connect with you and you can build an audience. Now, especially with social media, you can build an audience Easy, yeah. quick, fast and in a hurry. Like it's a whole bunch of dudes out here on social media doing stuff. And some of the stuff they do is funny. The majority of the stuff they do isn't funny, mm. but they're building followings mm. because they're being them. They're not trying to run in somebody else's lane. And then you've got some other dudes that have, I'll put it like this. Uh, on NBC had that comedy show, uh, the, the first the, one, Last, last Comic Standing. Yeah. And season one, a dude named Dat Fan, Dat Fan beat out Ralphie May. Right. Dat Fan had maybe 15 minutes of material in a notebook that he used through that whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Ralphie May had been doing clubs, had been doing oh. Everything, yeah, right? Like yeah. Ralphie was a legit, bona fide, right. legit stand-up. Right. That fan won the competition. You know, it was all all the votes, and um, I think they, I forget where they said he was working, but he, he continued working there because he never had this expanded set to really go out there and right. eat and to he, feed crowds. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas Ralphie was ready, right? And he was right. ready because of. All the stuff that he had done, all he had been through, you know, all he had worked out. Um, and so it's just that, you know. That, but that right there proves the the whole theory, I don't say theory, but the whole argument sometimes about being subjective. Because comedy can be very subjective. You got your clean comedians and then you got your, you know, comedians that do nothing but blue. And... This is always going to be the, the whole thing. Now, Dennis and I have always been, what's the word, advocate advocates of uh, clean comedy. Because it's just the type of comedy I do. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's not like I don't or dislike or push anybody to the side. This is something that, that's a really good subject that we've always talked about here, especially in, in Indiana. A lot of people just like to chime in and say, well... You know, uh, your club is not really a club. It's, you know, it, it's family-friendly clean comedy. I'll wait for a real comedy, a real comedy club to, to show up. And my argument is like, what is a real comedy club? You know, 
what in your definition because I'm not putting you down or degrading people or using foul language I'm not a real comedy club again there goes that subjective argument okay so what's funny to you is not funny to me you know what I mean so there's that argument between the two but my, my argument is just that if people come in and they're enjoying themselves and they're laughing then our job has been fulfilled, right? Funny is funny. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, I, I only do right, clean right, comedy. Right, right. Uh, that's probably a few things I said. People are like, uh, like I'll, I do push the limit sometimes. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's, it comes from an honest place though, in all honesty. Like, that's what I'm saying. It, like, it, it comes from a very honest smile. place. Like, <laughs> you know, like the whole balls dropping thing with my son. Like that was a legit, this happened. Okay, uh, <laughs> you know, but as a clean comedian, what I've experienced is when I go out and, and I'm doing these shows where yeah. a lot of blue people are there, yeah. people come up to me. This always happens. Dude, you are hilarious mm. and you never cussed once. That's They're like, people don't you were clean and yeah. you were hilarious. Yeah. See, funny is funny. Bro, if you think about it too, if you're gonna be on Jimmy Fallon, if you're gonna be on TV, and you wanna be on TV, dude, they, unless you Eddie Murphy, you know what I'm saying, they're not gonna give you a special spot. You feel me? So it's like they, you come in with your jokes and they tell you, this can't be said, this can't be said, this. so what are you gonna do? You gotta adjust, you gotta, if that's your route, right? If you're gonna be a working comic and you wanna do Clubs of Blue, cool, that's your route. But if your route is to get known and, and have more opportunity, where I've, I've we've interviewed uh, Robert G. Lee, which is gonna be here next week. He did stuff on the set, on TV sets, to warm the crowd yeah. up. So that was his experience. And I'm like, well, that's a whole different Lame. experience, yeah. right? So, but, so he had to work the crowd, keep them going, keep them warmed up in between the sets. And, and so he would do things to keep them engaged, right? And it couldn't be, you know, foul in any way. Right, so he had he had to be able to adjust that. So, for us, what we say is, with when you do clean, you see a lot of green. Meaning, like you, when you you'll have more opportunity if you if you can adjust your set to where okay, respectfully and professionally, this room does clean. So I'm gonna do my sets that I can bring in, make it clean, and I'm gonna adjust it, and we're gonna have a good night. Or am I going to be that comic that's just going to be like, forget it, man. You guys, whatever, die, peace, whatever. You guys, you know, it's like you're not going to go anywhere if you stop your, if you stop that. Yeah, and, and, and I'm like to each his own, right? Right. Like for me, um, I always wanted my mom and dad to be able to sit down, watch my stuff, and be proud. See? You know, and my parents being pastors, right. it's like I wanted them to sit down and not just be like, oh, my son's funny, but... He, he, I'm proud of right. what he's doing. I'm right. proud of the way he's doing it, right. you know. Right. Um, and again, not every, everybody's, that, that's yeah. not your thing. You yeah. know, you may want to do blue and, and go blue. Yeah. And, hey, that's that's all. I mean, you look at a lot of people out there doing it. But I look at, like, the Gaffigans. I look at, um, my, one of my biggest influences was Sinbad. Okay. Like, that dude. Right. He killed. Throw every time. Killed. Everything. And he, dude, he's still killing still, the day. Still. He was in the city. We saw him. I'm like, how is he? Like, bro, he'll just be talking to the crowd, pick a topic out, and just. Bro, I read, I read about him where he's like, and see, you got to get to. He he was at a place where he can write on a piece of paper like five topics, 
And he's like, I'm going to talk about these five tonight. With no, nothing written, nothing. He goes, these five topics is what I'm going to do. And he did a, a, whole, a whole headlining set on those topics. He's because a, he's he got a, to a and, place, bro, when you get to a place where you're super confident in your voice, you're super confident in your skill, like he was like, you can, he was like, I went to a place and they were like, uh, this one guy was like, I don't got five minutes. He's like, you can't do five minutes? He's like, who can't do five minutes? Who cannot do five minutes? Five minutes is, is like nothing. I mean, if you can't do five minutes, then you got to work. And he's like, you won't, you will not get to uh, a certain place in your, in your career um, unless you do about maybe, he's like within five, ten years is when you start seeing a nice little change in your, in your career. And then, cause it's a, it's, it's a marathon. It's yep. not, it's not a, it's not a race. So, or it's not like a quick sprint. sprint. So it's like, it's so true. And these are, those are the types of stuff I'm talking about. Those people who have it, right. Versus those who are, who are grinding to get there. Either way, you can make it to that, that place, but you're always going to have that one thing where you're like, ah, oh, man, he, but he can, mm -hmm. you know? Now, on the flip side, you know, Chappelle. Well, but Chappelle is just like Sinbad. Like, Chappelle goes into clubs, bro. no set planned, and, and we'll, we'll rip for hours. Not, not an hour. We'll hours. rip for hours. Yes. But again, he he he's living and breathing this stuff, you know. But even then, when they're doing these specials, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm just the process of they're still going to the club. They're, they're still working exactly, out material. Exactly. They're revising it. Yeah. Going back out to the clubs. Yeah. Like Kevin Hart was talking about his his process. Mm -hmm. He'll go to small clubs. See if stuff's working. Yeah. Retune it. Till he gets it where he thinks it's it's okay, then he takes it to uh, like a small theater because it's a different vibe, a different feel. Wow, that's true because you do have. And to then he tries it. to work it there and tweaks it again, and then he goes to a little larger crowd before he starts doing his arena I can't tours. Imagine, bro, an arena right. like because everything is just everywhere, right? And to 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 have to get that feedback. Because I heard, I don't know if it was him, but I, heard, I did read a, an article where they said it's different because when you throw a joke out, you know, in a club you throw a joke out when you get a response. But when you're in an arena or theater, you just gotta throw it out there. And sometimes you gotta, your timing, because you're waiting for you that, that come, back. come yeah. back. So you gotta like pace or wait for that moment when it hits, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, there it is. And that is a whole nother level there. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having problems. <laughs> Those are problems I wouldn't mind having. Yeah. How do I figure out to how to kill in an arena? Mm -hmm. um, mm, yeah, you know, um, I'll take that one on. <laughs> right. Uh, that's good. That's good. So. Okay, so then when you first understood, okay, when you were like, okay, I, I'm funny. Um, I got my people's laughing at what I do. I got people at school laughing what I do. I know I got the, the funny bone. What, what helped you get to, all right, let me take this and harness it and now I'm gonna start writing. Like at what point, is it because you have, you have, you have that, that uh, innate ability to write? Because I know for a fact 
when we was in the when we was doing Voice in the Wilderness, we were like, yeah, we got a song we got to write for, and this ninja will bring four booklets of just okay. I got that. I got another verse. I'm like, how many verses did you just write, bro? Everybody's like, hold up, hold up. I got. All right, all right, let me take verse two. Let me take verse two. All right, let me take verse three. Let me take verse four. That book is so flipping pages, and I got my little me two pocket notebook, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm gonna say right now, dude, bro. You just you just write. You have you have that ability to just write. Now, how? At what point do you were like, okay, I need to get the science of what writing jokes versus me just, you know. So here's, and I, I do not recommend this at all. <laughs> I don't recommend this at all. So, um, I don't write jokes. Okay. <laughs> what I do is I write down my ideas mm. and then I pull a Jay-Z and I just start working them out you in just, my head. Okay. Right? So. Is it because I, you're more physical in your, in your acts? And so you need that physicality in it, or is it? Honestly, it's because when I, I've, I've tried to write mm -hmm. like on paper, mm -hmm. um, and I, what I found is it felt so scripted mm -hmm. that I didn't, I didn't even believe it. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. I wasn't believing it. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I could even deliver it, right? It was so scripted. Yeah. So I said, and writing how I talk, which is crazy, I can write scripts and right. I can do dialogue right. and it's like cool, but like when I'm doing stand-up and trying to write how I would how say would you it, say it, 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 it's... <laughs> you can't, you just I'm gotta sorry, do it out just, loud. Yeah. So I'll write down, hey, um, yo, I got this idea, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll even write down, here, here's the either, th this may be the punchline, this okay. just makes be an idea, and here's what I could potentially do with this. So I got this joke um, I'm working on, right? My, my mom, uh, my mom was is a Christian woman who can be a little bit over the edge. So like there were certain cereals we couldn't eat okay. in the house okay. growing up, right? right you know, right. like any cereal right. that had like any type of monster or like even Lucky Charms, like right. Right. we couldn't eat Lucky Charms because it was like a box of demons, you know? <laughs> so. It's like, well, dang, Lucky Charms is demons? <laughs> right, like, right, right. Okay. Um, okay. But, you know, like as a kid, you when you can't do something, if your friends could do it, you try to go over to your friend's house and do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just thinking about, uh, you know, not being able to eat certain cereals, but going over to my friend's house and eating certain cereals. And then my sister, sister snitching on like, you know, he over there eating demons, demons you know. Right. Um, so that idea. Okay kind of is there. Now I, I've got to work out how do I, how do I form this joke? How do I, you know, and is this really, you know, right now it's just an idea, but there's sometimes where I have a punchline mm -hmm. and it's like. From that, okay, so you want to build to that punchline. Right, there's like, sometimes I have a punchline, punch, boom. How do and I I'll go that? and then yeah. I find out, man, maybe that wasn't the punchline. Maybe that was just a funny setup to get me to an even better punchline. Right. So, but it's stuff that I work out more in my head mm -hmm. and in open mics and on, you know, where, Mm, I didn't do that or I need to be more detailed with that. How do I get more detailed than saying that joke? Um, so I think people have some of that same work that they do on paper. Okay. Um, but for me, it's just, it's more fluid for me if I can it just act do it, it out. in my head. Yeah. It's almost like you yeah. just act it out and then all oh, this good. Yeah. Man, that's so, that's good because that's kind of how 
I kind of how I work it out because I'll get an idea, especially when I'm driving, and then I'll, I'll record the idea on my phone. And then from that point, I do what I normally do because I know, okay, so my wife would tell me, so Val would tell me, don't try to, because she goes, I know that when you first learn how to write a joke, it became more robotic. It became more scripted, right? And she goes, but when you're with Brent, when you're with the people that you know, it's, it's, it seems like it's just you. That you're not trying to script it out. Why? Because I'm pulling my thought on what would be funny at that, at that situation. And so what I'm doing is I, I went from being very robotic to now I take that idea, and then I take what I know is funny to me, or, or at least my mm -hmm. innate ability to just come up with comedy, and I act it out. Like I'll act out the character, or I'll act out while I'm driving. I'm like, yeah, she said this, and I'm like, oh, okay, I can, I can do that, or I can probably bring it this way, or that comment is crazy. And I would think, and sometimes I would think, what would I say if Brent heard this, right? What would I say? If, what would B say if I said this to him? And then I'll get like an idea, or what would you know? How would this person react? Because I know that these are the people that I would feed from. If I threw something at them, and then they'll they'll hit something, and then, we'll, then I'll hit something, and we're able to stack that up. It's man, it's you saying that is it? Kind of brought me to the realization because I think I've thought it, but never like said it but that's kind of part of the reason writing feels so foreign to me mm. is because that's how we've always exactly. done it that's so true dude you know what I'm saying? like that's think... always been our process right. of grabbing the funny out of something and building on like we'll, we'll and any of you guys that are comics that just sit around and chop it up at the table something will come out right somebody will say something and you guys just start building on just that thing just going right. back and forth back right, and forth right, back and right. forth back and forth and um I, I mean, we still do that now. Like, you'll be like, hey, man, I got this joke I was thinking. And I'll be like, hey, dude, but well, what about boom? And right. then he come back, what about boom, 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 boom? And we, we, we both do it together. Yeah. Um, so I think because mm. that's how we've always gotten to the that funny. That is true. That is true. It's probably why my process is more like that, you know, than just putting pen in the paper. It just seemed, I think because when we would, when we would just freestyle. You know, we just improv that. That it just would hit. And knowing, okay, this may not. I don't think we even thought of. Will this hit that crowd, or will we? It was just. This is fun. It's fun. Yeah. And let's just throw it out there. Yeah. And if they if they laugh, they laugh. Whatever. But this is funny. Now there was some other stuff. We're like, nah, that that don't. I don't think that's gonna work. But. When we hit something that we knew, or in the words of Horace, like, it's funny it's to me. Funny to me. <laughs> funny Horace H.B. Sanders, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> yeah, another cat is hilarious in Detroit. Um, but knowing that and getting that process, now it's like, okay, how can I grab that? And then, so are you? Are you pen the? You're not pen to paper, right? You're just uh, so you type? I, 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 I do actually. I type, but I, I actually probably do pen to paper. Well, now it's more this. Right. But so I'm I'm old school. Like, it's something about having a pen in my hand to write something that makes me feel like it, it just works better. Dude, yes. Okay. This, it works this is me. the and third sometimes interview. Sometimes I'll transfer it. This to, is the third interview we heard this that same exact thing, and I think Dennis uh, Pops said some really 
he had like a five dollar expensive word of, that explains what that is. I'm just like, it helps me when I write. <laughs> when I write, because my brain is working, right? So your your eyes are looking at what you're writing, your brain is processing what you're writing, and you're physically writing it. There's like there's some way that it just it works. Now what I then what I do is I go from writing it because it slows you down, another thing too. It slows you down when you're writing to think through that process. If I'm typing, I kind of go really quick and I'm like, this is just me. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm able to go, but when I take that and I just write it out, then I can think through it and go, wait a minute, this could go probably over here. Now, now that I have this, I go from that written thought to going, okay, let me say it out loud. What does it sound like? Well, it doesn't sound like me. How would I say it? How can I re, you know, break this down to, to where it sounds like me? And then it's like when I go up on stage to try it out. Okay, let me try to remember what I said. That's another thing that's a problem. <laughs> is remembering, bro. I was like, what did I write? But it makes it like if you if you can get as close as you can to you, mm -hmm. then it's not as hard to to remember. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because you're just being you, and then you're able to just word it the way you feel comfortable. Exactly. All right. Yeah, so I, and I'll use the voice record on yeah, it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, Because I want to um, keep that thought. Because when that thought hits, I'm like, dang, I'm not going to remember yeah. this. So I want to so, keep that thought. Yeah, I just call it not being a millennial. That's why I write. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just not being a millennial. That's what you do. I still write. <laughs> That's good. Uh, All right, so in your, in your career as you were going along, we like to get... Like, what was the best tip or advice that you ever gotten um, from anyone? That could be from, it doesn't have to be necessarily be a comedian, but that got you to go, okay. So uh, here, here's one piece of advice that I live by. And it's something my dad told me. Mm -hmm. Never make a decision just for money. Never make a decision just for money. And why wow. that's important to me is, I think about the things that have taken me away from my passion. I think about the compromises people make that, so in, in show business, um, you start out, it's just like in sports, just the love of that thing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The love of comedy, the love of telling jokes, making people laugh, the love of singing, the love of playing basketball, mm -hmm. football. Mm -hmm. And then when money starts to get involved, your decision-making process becomes very different. Um, sometimes you're even creativity because you're trying to fit into what's going to make money Whoa. rather than what's real to who you are and why you started doing this. And and at no money is not a bad thing. You we need money, of right? Of course, right. Um and it, but it doing things to make money, right, yeah. isn't a bad thing. But when I begin to make decisions just because of the money, it usually doesn't last. Or well it doesn't last and you usually don't you end, usually end up regretting the sacrifices you've made 
because of it, right? So um, oh, that's, I just that's real, dude. I just think about being able to um, be true to who I am, touch the people that I'm supposed to touch, um, and make the difference that I'm supposed to make. You know, and I, 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 one of the reasons I love Dave Chappelle, like walking away from that fifty million dollars. That's a lot of money, dog. Yeah, like, you're, and let's, so this dude started at 14 so years old. Mm -hmm. He started at 14 years old, was grinding, grinding, grinding. We saw him as that little dusty, ashy dude yeah, in a couple of Eddie Murphy movies. You know, like, he, he wasn't, you know, yeah, he, took those, he, he those half baked, had his yeah. half baked movie. He thought yeah. that was going to be it. And, you know, it was a cult classic, mm -hmm. but, you know, so Dave had been working, grinding, and it wasn't really popping, popping for him. He uh, does Chappelle show, and that's when it, killing it, yeah, killing it, right. And then they start wanting him to make compromises that weren't true to him. He said, uh, I watched an article, uh, an interview with him, and one of the things he said, and um, I, I probably won't quote it right. Uh, but I doubt Dave's gonna watch this, so it's all good. <laughs> and if he does, my bad, Dave. My bad. <laughs> bad. Um, but he was saying when he, he he told his father he wanted to be a comedian. I guess his father yeah. wanted him to be an educator, because mm -hmm. uh, I guess him and his mom are educators. Yeah. Uh, his father and mother are educators. Right. And so you know, Dave was like, "Well, if I could make the same amount of money doing what you do, why is that a problem?" Right? Yeah. Right. He said. You know, his dad was like, all right, he said, but his dad told him, um, know your price. Huh. Know your price. Know the price to where it's too expensive for me to keep going. Mm. It's costing me too much. And so you got a brother that walked away from $50 million yeah. Yeah. because of what it was costing him. Not because of what he was making. Wow, dude. And he came back. <laughs> yeah. And he's back. And he's back. <laughs> so Wow, so he came um, up on top of that too. Well. Yeah. That's so cool. that that always wow, that's, uh, that's lives with me with you know what my dad told me. Never make a decision just based on money. You know. Um but from a comedian standpoint, I say one of the biggest tips is um Trust who you are as a comedian. I remember one night I um, went to a concert and it was like this this dude in our area was throwing these shows, like bringing old school artists in. They were jumping, like, mm -hmm. and I came in, everybody knew I did stand up. So they just brought me on stage. They just called you up. Right. And so, you know, I just started working the crowd, laughing, you know, boom. And and this was something I, I run into. I had the crowd going, and I just felt like I had to jump into a set. So I started doing a couple jokes, and then I came out and came off stage, and one of the guys there, I'd never met this dude, um, and he's like, dude, you're a funny cat. He said, hey, man, he said, but, like, you're funny. You, you don't need to do a set. He oh, said... So he he, yeah, he, wow. he said, he said you, you were up there, you had us dying. He said, I could tell when you went into your set. Mm. 
He was like, but dude, you didn't need that. He said, you were working the ring. You you had us laughing. You're a funny dude. Like, trust that. Right, right. That's good. Trust that. And it was just like, my insecurities oh, coming out, right? Right. And you got this, it's like, man, so you got to be able to trust that you're funny. That don't mean you're going to hit every night with every group, but trust that you're funny. Trust that you have the goods. Trust that you have a voice. Yeah. You still got to keep working. Right, right, right. That's good. That's good. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's the stuff that you need to hear. Y'all need to hear too. Trust yourself. Trust the funny that's in you because you know you have it. Keep grinding. Keep getting on stage. Keep finding open mics. Come to Gutty's Comedy Club, Laugh Savage on Sunday nights. We have an open mic every, from 7 to 9. Keep grinding. Keep pushing. And uh, and trust and believe that that uh, believe in the funny that's in you. Yeah. So we, uh, we got to pause for a commercial break. Our sponsor, uh, Toothpicks for Tomorrow, uh, has you know if you got something in your teeth, just they're delicious too. They got. If cinnamon. you're trying to quit smoking and just need oral fixation, they work. They work. You, you need it. something in your hand just when you're presenting. Toothpicks for Tomorrow <laughs> is what you need. All right, and we'll keep doing this. This particular sponsorship until we get some real sponsors for this podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> so talk about it. Uh, bro. So we got another show. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure when you guys see this, by the time you see this, it's all good. But it has been nothing but a pleasure to see you on the stage like we've always said we were going to do anyways rocking the mic killing and having a good time and i'm excited about what's going to happen tonight i'm excited about your the future of, of what's happening here at gutties but also yeah. just how how you how you've been able i'm going to say now it's my turn to be able to say seeing where you were at when you first started understanding comedy and then seeing the result of the grind now is just nothing but encouraging because you were able to take advice whether it was that sucked or work on that more and the moments where you were like i don't think i'm a comic i think i'm more of a, a writer you know that those 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 days i'm telling you is is gone and to see to like last night watching you perfect that and, and get up stage and really engage and and watch everybody just explode with laughter i'm telling you bro has been nothing but pleasure to see and just and encouraging to see bro because it was like we were both like i don't we both were like i don't think we're i only we're comics yeah. man well and, and here's the funny thing is I was like, I'm not a comic, you're a comic. And he was like, nah, I'm not a comic, you're, like, you're a comic. Like, we're both telling each other that we're comics and both of us believing we're not comics. Like, right, 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 right. Um, so we need to take that advice, bro, and like, believe and trust that, trust that. So I'm excited to see what, what's happening in your life and what's gonna happen uh, here in Rome. And it's uh, always a pleasure, always, the, the door's always open. 100% every time. When I'm, I'm rolling through, I'm like, all right, I got you. 
That's what's up. Get you up there, so we appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. And I, I, and I don't know if you've already told the story. I'm gonna tell this story, <laughs> especially if it's a lot of young comics. Um, so me and this dude have been knowing each other twenty, 20 years, twenty one. Twenty-three. Twenty-three years. Twenty-three. We've been knowing each other twenty-three years, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, like young pups, <laughs> like. Um, when we talked about the whole like that first club was two thousand three ish, so yeah. sixteen yep. years ago. Yep. Two thousand three. Uh, yeah. You got this vision, and that led into what Guddies was. Um, but I don't know how many of y'all know. Like this dude had walked away from comedy. Like, had completely walked away from comedy. Done. <laughs> and I was like, man, what are you doing? Like, bro, you know, and all the things going on with him were like valid, like legit things, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I get it, but this is who you are. Mm -hmm. This is who you are. This is who you are. Right, right. right. And so he would kind of get his feet back in it a little bit and then it kind of just be like ah oh, no nah. get his feet back in it and we were talking so last year last year we were last talking year. and I'm like bruh I like it. and he, I always keep it 100 like when I'm like I'm like man dude like you're a great graphic designer you ain't supposed right. to be doing that crap like <laughs> <laughs> You're really, really good. You're one of the better ones that I know. I need you to help me with this project, but you ain't supposed to be doing this. Like, okay, yup. I, I know you're killing it with the whole app thing right now. Nah, man, like, no. Like, so true. And what, what makes me so proud is last year you were like, all right, B, I'm gonna I'm do it. And at that point, it wasn't even about the club. It was about you getting back exactly. to your center. Yeah. You getting back yeah. into yeah. finding your voice yeah. Yeah. and believing again. Right. And this mug went from not doing anything to being out three, four nights a week at open mics yeah. around <laughs> Indiana. Sometimes he was performing. Sometimes he was just in the environment yeah. 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 and he grinded for a, a year yeah. Yeah. and then the club opportunity came. That's true. That's true. The club opportunity came from you putting your head down and just this, doing it. Yeah. This is it. Three, four nights a week, yeah. like just doing it. Yeah. And so people don't know that. People don't know that he went four years doing nothing in comedy. <laughs> we we were starting a tour, we were doing a tour, he came out, did that show, and things just fell completely apart, <laughs> you know? And so we we never even That's really- That's true, man, I lost my the, car that night too the, on my way yes, there. Yes. Broke down, got my son with me, I was yep. like, I gotta make it to this show yep. because we gotta record this. We, this is something I gotta do. And it seemed like everything was stopping me from doing that. That's right, when August 1st was six years to the day. Five, we, five. Five years yep. to the five day that we the did day. the tour. Yep. And we said something big's gonna come from this, even though this happened 
something big's gonna come from this and I got the keys to the club and so crazy I, when I tell bro. you wow. he just put his head down and stopped he, he fought the voice that was telling him you can't do it you're there's the you're not good enough you can't do it you're past your time Right, that's um, big. <laughs> oh, I gotta support my family. Jeez. I got all those things. He was like, man, you know what? I'm gonna just keep my head down. And, and I, I remember one of the pieces of advice I gave you was, don't think of this right now as taking you away from your job or replacing this or replacing that. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't worry about that. There, there will be a time where you probably have to make that choice. I said, right now, that's not what it's about, right. right? Right now, it's just getting back to who you are. Right. Dude, you're on a club right now. <laughs> you're on a club. Right. Like a year later, right. 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 a year later, you own a club. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's something to be said about putting the work in, y'all, like making the sacrifice. Like um, I, I was actually just telling him, I was like, man, I got to start working on this new set. And you know, I I have a full time job. I mm -hmm. I coach basketball. I um, for with my kids. Yeah. Um, I'm running around all over the place. I'm active in my church, but I know I'm supposed to be doing this, this comedy bro. thing. This, yeah. And so it's like, yo, I've got to take time out to be at open mics to work on the craft yeah. because there's 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 been times where people been like, hey, we want you to do a show, and I've really been like, nah. Cause I haven't, I haven't been working the way I need to work. Mm -hmm. I haven't given the craft the mm -hmm. respect that it respect. deserves, and, and I respect it. the craft. It, I respect the craft, mm -hmm. dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like I don't want to do disservice right. to it. I, um, I, I respect it enough to where it's like I, I can. And see, a lot of people think that's oh, you just chicken out. It's like no, I respect it enough to where I, I know that if I don't have what it takes, well, not if, what it takes, but if I, if I haven't put in right, work, put in work exactly. Right. I don't want to go up I'm there. Not, I'm not just going into a game. Yet, right? I'm not just going to a game when I haven't practiced. Exactly. I haven't. I'm not just. Exactly. I'm not going to do that. Exactly. You, I'm gonna get injured. I'm gonna cause the team to lose. It's gonna be a bad experience, right? right? right. And so, mm -hmm. but what I, I had to realize was this, and and this is why I'm really glad you're doing what you're doing. When I don't do it. I rob people of what I'm supposed to be giving. Come on, man. I'm robbing that's the, people. That's the I'm robbing people of what I'm supposed to be giving them, and I'm robbing people of giving them the permission to do the same with others. Wow, bro. Wow. I'm talking. People are like, dude. Yeah, yeah. People. Hey, we need what you have. Bro. We need what you have. Yeah. And it's like. When will you take that serious enough to say, let me be always ready to give the people what I have? Woo! Yeah. Exclusive, baby. And I'd, I'd be remiss to say the people that have helped me get to where I'm at too as well have believed in, in Gutties and they've, they've invested and I'm thankful to every single person that believed it when I when I presented to them and there was a lot of people who were like no but those who stepped up and said I believe in this and I think it's, it's amazing mad love to all of them because they they truly believed in, in what we were what, what we're all about here in Gutties and so I'm thankful 
that I can sit here with my boy, my brother, and say, thank you guys for supporting this and and coming out and say that I'm 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 just excited about what what's happening and man. what's gonna go down, man. For real, it's, it's it's real. It's happening, and you guys need to be a part of it just as much because Guddies is just as much yours to be a part of you and 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 to be able to to uh, to be a part of something that you want to do. And I would see that's so true what you're saying. Like if I didn't open this up, we weren't we weren't giving those who are uh, loving improv right now an opportunity to do improv, mm-hmm. opportunity to do sketches, opportunity to work on their stand up. Like seeing them come up, bro, is so satisfying. And seeing how they're growing and they're taking their comedy to the next level, it's it's it's, it's gratitude, man. It's just I'm just so thankful that. That, and it's always been that. I've always said it to you. I was like, I don't see myself around this, man. I've never yeah. seen myself centered. I just saw people. Mm-hmm. Every time I, I thought about Guddies, I'm like, all I see is the people that are going to be involved in this. And seeing it now has just been... It's crazy, man. It's still, like, hitting, but it's still, like, not really solid. I don't know why, because I think it's just because if I get to that point, I might just stop. And I don't want to... I don't want to just stop, so I'm like, let it just be, let it, let it just flow, and and let the people that we're getting con- connected with uh, be a part of it. Absolutely, and that's a Sorry. perfect segue into our next sponsor, Peppermints, <laughs> keeping keepers <laughs> breath fresh, so that you can communicate effectively. Yes. <laughs> so we will uh, continue these mock sponsorships until we get real sponsorships right, for this podcast. Thank you. Pops one breath at a time. Saving one relationships. Help. One at a time. <laughs> love you, man. man. I love you Appreciate too, Appreciate you, bro, like crazy. Um, I'm excited about what where your career is going, and I'm excited about the fact that you were able to experience this here at Gutties, and... I'm thankful to everybody that has been able to support us since since the get, since we started rocking uh, Gutties here in in Indiana. So let them know where they can find you online if you want. Yeah, so um, Brent Stackhouse on Facebook, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at BStack33. Which I probably need to change those handles. Someone's like, hey man, you need to like do some like come on. Do better, be better. Do better, be better. So um hey, but you can hit me up right now, uh, and then um I, I probably will be changing that. We'll hook it up. So um I yeah, totally man, I, I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you. Love you, dude. Uh Glad I could be a part of this. I, I mean, I hate I couldn't be here opening weekend, Bro. to be honest with you, but um, glad I'm here now and uh, just excited, excited, excited for man. you, excited for Indiana. Um, man, Indiana, we come out. Good. Greenwood. We got some good. Greenwood, come out. We got some uh, good. Playing for all y'all in the surrounding area, come out. I don't know where y'all going to comedy shows at for $15 and $20. Right. And getting Free like some. Too. Legit laughs. I'm just saying. Right. So come in happy, leave happy, it's all good. But this has been the Pops and Rica show. And yeah, evidently Pops is not here. So I wanna thank you guys for following us. Go online, check us out, GuddiesComedyClub.com. Go online and follow us on YouTube. Click there, share, and uh hope to see you at Absolutely. Don't forget your mention your two things, people. You gotta make sure you get on that. There you go. Do it. Pops and the Reese. Pops and the Reese.
Look at this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the top of his head! <laughs> Look at his lips! Pops and Pops and Pops.